Remember the good old days before Microsoft Word had autosave? You'd type up some important document and then your computer would freeze and you'd lose hours of work just because you forgot to hit save? Well, that's what it's like going online without ExpressVPN. Every time you're connected to an unencrypted network, whether it's in an airport, a hotel, a cafe, or anywhere, your online data is not secure. Any person on that same network who knows what they're doing can gain access to your personal data. Bank logins, credit card details, passwords, all the stuff you don't want people seeing. Unfortunately, hacking has become much easier than it used to be. People don't even have to be exceptionally skilled to do it, and there's a lot of money to be made by selling your information on the dark web. ExpressVPN stops hackers from stealing your data by creating a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. It's incredibly easy to use. Once the app is running, you literally click one button to get protected. And it works on your phone, laptop, tablet, and more, so you can stay protected on the go. I've been using ExpressVPN for a little while now, and I can rest easy knowing my info is safe and secure. I've heard horror stories of people who've been hacked, and it sounds like a massive pain to try to get any resolution in the aftermath, so I am not interested in finding out what that process is like. Secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash slashfilm, and you can get an extra three months free. Expressvpn.com slash slashfilm. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Film Daily for Friday, March 27th, 2020. On today's episode, we're going to take a look at Quibi, the first month lineup for this new streaming service. This is Slash Film Editor-in-Chief Peter Serretta, and joining me on today's podcast is Slash Film Senior Editor Ben Pearson. Hey, what's going on? So you have compiled this article on SlashFilm.com listing everything coming to Quibi in April, and it is a lot. Yes, it is a ton of stuff. And there's actually a whole so the way Quibi is going to work for those of you, let's just like set the stage here for people who maybe haven't heard of Quibi or something Uh, really quickly. Quibi is a new streaming service that launches on April 6th and it is uh, mobile only. So it's only going to be available on your phone. And the entire purpose is uh, short form content. So Quibi stands for quick bites or is short for quick bites. And uh, so each episode is going to be, you know, around 10 minutes or less, basically. That's sort of the, the gist of it. Um, you can, pay, uh, subscribers have the choice of paying $4.99 with ads or $7.99 without ads. So those are the two pricing tiers. Um, one thing we wanted to mention up top is that Quibi is actually offering a 90-day free trial if you sign up before launch day, so before April 6th. So that's what I'm planning on doing. I don't know about you, Peter, but um, actually you, I think, have been uh, watching a couple screeners for Quibi things, right? Can you talk about that yet or not? Really? I am I am not allowed to talk about anything I've seen. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I haven't seen anything. So I guess the purpose of this episode is just we'll run down some of the uh, biggest and maybe most interesting titles that are going to be uh, available at launch or maybe in the, the service's yeah. first month and just sort of describe them and see what we think about them, right? Yeah, and, and this is pretty unique because, you know, Apple just launched their Apple TV Plus a, a few months back, and they had like a handful of programming. This this service has so much programming that I don't think we can talk about it on this podcast, like all <laughs> of the, the shows. And right, movies right. and because they have movies and chapters, unscripted and docs and daily essentials. Can you tell us what those are? What are the differences between these things? Yeah. So movies and chapters are basically, you know, what it sounds like. It's it's bigger stories told in, you know, seven to ten minute chunks. Um, 
there actually like I was just saying this in our Slack channel about a year or so ago. I wrote an article that I thought was kind of interesting, and I, I'd mostly forgotten about it until all of this you know Quibi stuff was coming up you know close to launch again. But there's something worked into the contracts where people who make movies for Quibi are actually allowed to like license the content to Quibi for a certain amount of I think it's maybe two years or something like that, and then. Um, at that point, when, when that part of their contract is up, they get the rights to the project back themselves. So like the people who make the, the thing actually end up owning the thing. And then they're actually allowed to edit the movie into a more standard feature instead of broken up into chunks like that. And then they're actually allowed to take that out and sell it as a movie elsewhere. So that's kind of an interesting thing that, that people might, um, you know, be, yeah. uh, it, it might inform the way that you view some of the movies and chapters as they uh, as they come out on Quibi. And then there's unscripted and docs, which is basically just like reality show kind of stuff. There's there's all sorts of topics that are uh, covered in those shows. And then there's something called Daily Essentials, which is like five to six minute episodes of, you know, entertainment uh, recaps, sports recaps, lots of news and stuff like that. Um, Some more actually, topical, like yeah, news yeah, kind of things. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we won't be talking about those today, but let's talk about what is launching on day one on Monday, April 6, 2020, which is just over a week away. So if you want to sign up for that free trial, this is not a sponsored advertisement in any way, but you do have a week uh, to get to that 90-day uh, free trial. Uh, let's start first with Most Dangerous Game. This one probably has the the highest pedigree of everybody involved. I would think so, yeah. And it's directed by Phil Abraham, who's directed a lot of great uh, television stuff. I think he's directed episodes of Mad Men. I recognize his name from that. Uh, it stars Liam Hemsworth and Christoph Waltz. And Most Dangerous Game is a really famous story where um, this, uh, I guess, explorer named Rainsford um, is basically he, – he, uh, is like shipwrecked on an island and he realizes that the the man who runs this compound on an island hunts people for sport and this is sort of an updated version of that where um liam hemsworth char his, his character in this movie uh basically like needs money because he has uh, his wife has a, a terminal illness or no he has a terminal illness so he has to get money to support his family and christoph waltz plays this like sort of um you know, ruthless businessman kind of guy who decides to uh, roll him into this most dangerous game scenario where he's basically John Wick, like everybody's hunting him. And with each hour that he stays alive, he gets X amount of money. So I think he has the potential of winning something like $25 million or something like that if he stays alive for the whole stretch. So it's just this action thriller where Liam Hemsworth is on the run from a bunch of people trying to kill him the whole time. Now, that sounds sounds pretty promising, right? Yeah, there's a trailer out, and I've embedded all of the trailers that are available for all of this Quibi stuff in the article that we've linked to in the show notes. So you can, if any of this sounds interesting to you, you can, you know, I encourage people to, to watch these trailers and see, you know, the visual style and see what the, the look of these things are and see if it sounds like something that you're actually interested in. I, I was more interested on paper than I was after watching the trailer. I'll put it that way, but um, I still might tune into this anyway. What do you think, Peter? Yeah, and this was, like, produced by CBS, so I'm not sure if this was originally going to be a TV show and then it became a Quibi show or if – or how it worked. Uh, the, yeah, you're right. The names are better than what I'm seeing from the execution in the trailer. Mm -hmm. The trailer looks very small. Yeah. Right? It yeah. doesn't seem – it seems low budget. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm going to give it a chance. I mean, I'll give it my seven minutes for the pilot episode, right? 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, okay, let's talk about when the streetlights go on. And this is... Uh, what is this, actually? I don't even know. So uh, Rebecca Thomas, who directed uh, an episode of Stranger Things, is the director of this. And the premise is, uh, after the murder of a beautiful young girl rocks a suburban community, the victim's sister and her high school peers must struggle to find a sense of normalcy while coming of age in the midst of the murder investigation. And it stars Chosen Jacobs from the It movies. Uh, Mark Duplass is in it. Tony Hale is in it. Queen Latifah is in it. Um, Sophie Thatcher, a bunch of other people. Um, we don't have a trailer for this one, uh, but based on the fact that it's Rebecca Thomas, uh, who's obviously familiar with handling uh, stories about teenagers um, from her work in Stranger Things, um, and Chosen Jacobs is great. He was he played uh, Mike uh, in the It movies. Um, yeah, it sounds like it could be pretty good. Uh, I mean, kind of serious, uh, especially in a time in a, of global pandemic. I don't know how serious people want to be <laughs> in this era right now, but it sounds like um, something that's worth checking out for sure. It's weird that they haven't released a trailer for this thus far. I should say that Rebecca Thomas probably directed the worst episode of Stranger Things in the history of the series. She oh, directed no. was it a, season two. Yeah, season two is the Lost Sister. It was the one where Eleven goes off and you know discovers her friends. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. So I'm not sure if I'm excited for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Well, we may have to recalibrate as we get closer. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Okay, another one that sounds a little bit interesting is called Survive. Tell me about that one. Yes, so this is directed by Mark Pellington, who actually directed a, a movie that I liked quite a bit uh, from 1999 called Arlington Road with um, Jeff Bridges. I don't know if you've seen that one, Peter. Yeah. It's like a, a bomber movie. Um, anyway, that one was pretty enjoyable. Uh, Survive is a, as the title might indicate, a survival thriller where Sophie Turner plays a woman who wants to end her life. And she's on a plane and the plane crashes like right before she's about to, it looks like, overdose on pills. And there's one other survival. Survivor, and he's played by Corey Hawkins from uh, 24, the, the 24 revival and uh, straight out of Compton. And um, the two of them have to basically just like, you know, battle brutal conditions and, and uh, try to survive the, you know, they're in like the snow swept mountainscape while everybody else on the plane crash has died. So it seems like a, a pretty simple premise. But um, yeah, you can, this... you, can, you can already see the arc there, right? You can see the person who wanted to kill herself learning to want to live from this, <laughs> this right right yeah totally but I, I mean you know even the the even with that simplicity from the trailer this one looks like it actually has a, a more of a big budget movie kind of feel to it um and i like Corey hawkins and sophie turner a lot so I, this one you know more than any any of the ones we've talked about so far i think this is the one that i'm like most excited to to check out um there may be things as we move along that uh, will outrank it. But in terms of what we talked about, I'm, I'm interested in this one for sure. Yeah. I, I will say that I got a bunch of screeners from Quibi, which I'm not allowed to talk about, but this was the first one I went to. So if that tells you anything, uh, you know, I was most interested in the, this show or <laughs> movie, whatever it is. Show, <laughs> movie, movie and chapter. Movies and chat. It's so confusing. Okay. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Flipped. What is this? Is this like, an, uh, like another house flipping TV show? 
Uh, this one actually looks really fun. Um, it's directed by Ryan Case. She has directed episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Man Seeking Woman, Superstore, Modern Family, um, and Flipped stars Will Forte and Caitlin Olsen. She's from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, if that name doesn't sound instantly familiar to you. Uh, and they play a couple who basically looks like um, like they, they watch uh, HGTV type of shows and, and want to become house renovators. And they enter a contest to do so. And they, they like... I guess, I don't know if it's their house or somebody else's house, but they take a hammer to one of the walls and realize that there's a bunch of money inside. And they realize that it's sort of like a Mexican drug cartel safe house kind of thing. And they take all that money and like start their own, they create their own reality show out of it. And then the cartel comes along and realizes what's happened and forces them to renovate cartel mansions as like payback basically so this is obviously a comedy um and it, it looks pretty funny i i really 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 like will forte and caitlin olsen um and ryan case i think based on those tv episodes that i mentioned that she's directed has has done a, a really great job in terms of comedy so uh i'm also very excited about this one yeah and uh I, I believe Ryan Case is a female, even though she's named yes. Ryan. Uh, she, I think she got her start editing like Modern Family and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, that I think be. that's right. Yeah, before transitioning into directing. I think she's been directing for several, several years yeah, now. Yeah. But um, yeah, for sure. Uh, the premise sounds interesting, and you have some 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 funny people involved. So I I think I would, I would, I'd watch this. Sounds kind of like uh, almost like a comedy version of Ozark or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's get into some of the unscripted and docs. And let's start first with, uh, I guess, Chrissy's court. Tell us about that. So Chrissy Teigen is basically, um, she's just, <laughs> this show seems like one of the most ridiculous ones where she's serving as a judge over small claims court cases that are actually like real cases. Her mom is the bailiff. Um, it just seems uh, like, uh, I don't know. I, I watched the trailer. My wife likes Chrissy Teigen a lot. We actually have several of her cookbooks. She's a fantastic cook and and I really appreciate her uh, her contributions it, to wait, uh, the it, food that I've eaten. Is, is that what, what she is? Because I, I've heard the name, but I don't didn't know where I've heard it from. She's a cook? Oh, uh, well, I think actually she started out as like a, a model or a supermodel or something like that and okay. then has, has branched out into several other things. She's married to John Legend, and the two of them are basically like, um, you know, oh. the Internet's favorite couple. So she's very, very prominent on Twitter, has a really big following there. Um, I generally like her. She's I've, I've seen her in like episodes of cooking shows and things like that, uh, travel shows and stuff. Um, but I, I'm but, not but ben, convinced would that you... I'm going to watch this. <laughs> yeah. Would you like her to – to rule over the legally binding court decision. <laughs> um, I mean, certainly not for anything involving my life, but I, I, uh, I don't know. I think this would just the fact that, um, I don't know. I, I this may be like too uh, anxiety inducing for me to actually watch, especially right now. Like the fact that, uh, as you mentioned, I think they say in the trailer, like the these these uh, decisions are legally binding. So um, it seems a little too chaotic for my personal interest. Although I'm guessing a lot of people are going to end up watching this one. I know that we're like in this kind of like uh, fast, quick TikTok ADD kind of culture. Of like, uh, you know, we want like things in small bites and I, the service is trying to serve that. But do you think like doing a court case and, you know, presenting a court case in like six minutes is something <laughs> like, 
<laughs> that just seems like way too fast. Yeah, I didn't really think about that. I guess if the entire case, I, I don't know if they're going to be spreading out like one case over oh, yeah. multiple episodes or if each episode is just one case. And then, it, yeah, in that case, it does seem like, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I would want more than uh, 10 minutes devoted to whatever legal issues that I had personally. But uh, it probably makes for better, more entertaining uh, streaming content this way. Actually, I'm. I know we're like judging this based on us not even having very little information on the show, but I think I would like the show more if there was actually a clock. There's like a 10 minute clock on the wall and she needs to come to the decision in 10 minutes. So like it's a race to yeah. come to the decision. I'm betting it's probably just like they did a real court thing for like an hour and cut it down to like six minutes but yeah i i mean even if that's the case for a lot of these shows i think i especially reality stuff there's so much fluff and unnecessary recapping and that's a huge part of what i hate about reality programming and i i feel like the shortened format um for quibi will actually cut through a lot of that you know just bs kind of uh padding and just get to the heart of it which is what i always want if if i'm interested in the concept of a reality show I always find myself being like, man, why can't this just be shorter and just like give me the meat on the instead of like all of this extra fat, you know? So maybe uh, Quibi will will um, cure me of my aversion to reality TV. I don't know. You know, on Water Cooler, I was I was complaining about how it, actually both me and Chris were complaining how McMillions uh, felt like too long. Like it was like taking something that should have been like a few episodes and stretching to the six hours. Well, I guess with Quibi, we're going to get shorter form documentaries series right yeah yeah 100 <laughs> tell, tell us about i promise so i promise is executive produced by lebron james and uh he has basically opened a school called i promise that um opened in 2018 and it's like a documentary series about his efforts to um basically like get kids who don't like like lower education, lower income families, that kind of thing, like just um, prop up the kids from his community. He's from Ohio. And um, it the series will explore the day-to-day trials, triumphs, and life-changing impact of the school staff, students, and families working together in a unique family-first educational environment that embraces the trauma and challenges many face in Akron, Ohio. So um, yeah, it seems like a, a cool, like uh, feel-good type of story. And um yeah, I mean, I mean, I have to like sign off on like, yes, of course, I approve of this. <laughs> you know, you'd have to be a monster to be like, nah, I, I hate the fact that this exists. Um, I, I don't know if I'm gonna like watch every episode religiously or anything, but um, I, I'm, I'm glad that that this exists because I'm glad that uh, LeBron James, you know, did the thing that they're making a documentary about. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I just wonder if this is like too short because. Like, you know, we're 16 minutes into this podcast. You could you could watch two episodes of this of this show uh, in, in that amount of time, which is man, that's crazy to think about. That's so wild. <laughs> yeah. OK, let's talk about Memory Hole. What is Memory Hole? Um, memory Hole, I, I'd never heard of until right now, but uh, it, it's a smart, biting and hilarious ride exploring the archives of the most cringeworthy events in pop culture. So um, I, the first season is going to be entirely focused on comedy in uh in canada and and maybe maybe not comedy but just like all weird pop culture things that happened in canada so uh will arnett is going to be hosting this jason bateman and Patton oswald and john bradley from game of thrones are going to be guests and uh 
it, the the description says that they're going to be skewering a myriad of topics most of us forgot or never even knew existed. So it kind of seems like one of those old like VH1 shows, like almost like a I love the you know 80s, 90s, 2000s, whatever. But um, oh, like you bring up like an old toy that was popular when yeah, you were a kid, like I, that I, kind of stuff. In my mind, that's kind of what it is because they have they don't have a, a trailer out for this one. So based on that um, description, that's kind of you know, in the same family as those kind of shows. So, um, yeah, we'll have to see about this, but I, I like all of those people. So again, you know, that's the, I, I guess the good thing about Quibi is that these episodes are so short. You're, you're not really, um, committing in any sort of huge, serious way to any of these. If you just like sample the first episode or two of them. So, um, I think this one is, uh, worth sampling for me. What do you, what do you think, Peter? Are you interested in this? I, I mean, the names here are gonna, it's gonna live in, die by you know who's participating I, I you mentioned that like things are so short so you could just sample it but i feel like that also makes things so disposable and there's been so many shows that i end up love and binge watching that i feel like i was ready to turn up turn it off for the first like 20 minutes mm-hmm. so <laughs> i just can't imagine like you know seven minutes into an episode that being you know the episode being over and me having to make the decision of like should i continue or not but, yeah, it definitely like puts a lot of pressure on all of the people who are making these shows and movies and stuff to come out of the gate very, very strong, which like I don't know if all of these, um, you know, that that might work better for something like a movie where like you can open, you know, in media res with like a uh, an action in the middle of an action scene or something and like really pull people in and then flash back and, and lay things out. Um, you know, as the story progresses, I'm not sure if that really, if that structure really applies to, you know, all of this kind of stuff, uh, as it goes. So I'm very curious to see how this is going to do, because we were talking about this in in our Slack channel a little bit uh, earlier today too. You know, the big thing with Quibi is like short content on your phone only. The idea from them was like, this stuff is sort of being designed for people to watch like on the train, on your way to work, or like on the subway, or, you know... But, but Ben, uh, we're you... now all stuck at home. Right, yeah, that's what I was going to say. So now that we're all stuck at home and everybody's working from home, um, you know, Quibi seems like a good idea in theory, in that it's like, you know, more content for people to watch in this era when people need thing- a lot of things to watch. But um, I-, I wonder if the structural aspects of this stuff which may have worked much better in a quote-unquote normal society, a normal time period in our society. Um, I wonder how that's going to land with people and how that's going to affect, I, I guess, the public's reception of Quibi as a whole because of you know COVID-19 and coronavirus and all this crazy stuff that's happening right now. Yeah. Uh, let's go quick through the next three. Tell me about Thanks a Million. Thanks a Million is exec- executive produced by Jennifer Lopez. It basically is about like uh, it's like a pay it forward show where there's 10 episodes and each episode somebody gets $100,000 like somebody unsuspecting and they have to, you know, uh, I guess put that money in the hands of other people. So, again, sort of like an uplifting kind of thing. Uh, there's Punked, a new version of the old MTV show that Action Kutcher used to host. Uh, Chance the Rapper is now the host and executive producer of this one. It's basically the same exact thing. People pulling pranks on Hollywood stars and, and uh, musicians and stuff like that. You know exactly what to expect there. And then there's one called Murder House Flip, which I think Chris has mentioned on the podcast before, where it's um, it's a reality show where they actually go into homes where people have been murdered and <laughs> like flip the homes and, and try to, um, you know, it says remove the stains of the past 
past and take these homes from morbid to marvelous. So, uh, yeah, again, I'm not sure if that's something that I'm going to really jump into, but I think this seems really like designed perfectly for somebody like Chris. I love house flipping shows, but this feels like it might be a little bit too morbid for me. Uh, punked. I'm not like, I, like now that you have YouTube, like what's the point? I guess like that yeah, they can punk big people. Right. And I'm not like a huge fan of pranks anyway and prank shows. Like I, I was never like a, a big um, disciple of the original punked or anything. So uh, I, I guess it maybe if like I hear, oh, one of my favorite actors or something is the subject is being punked, then, you know, maybe I would tune into it. But most of the time, I just like, I don't think I could personally condone this. But uh, again, it was super popular back in the day. I have no reason to believe that it won't be popular again um, now, even though, like you said, there, you know, people are maybe like more used to this stuff because of YouTube. But um, but yeah, I think that the big names here are probably going to be the big draw. Okay, there's a lot more of these like documentary and reality show shows here but let's skip ahead let's skip to monday april 13th people can go to the article if they want to read a list of all the shows which includes like a new version of singled out which seems crazy how how can you find a match for someone in six minutes but okay uh <laughs> let's go to uh april 13th let's talk about agua donkey donkeys yeah i've never heard of this but uh it's always summer for the agua donkeys as they chase the perfect tan the perfect perfect vibe and the perfect mix of bromine and chlorine to service some of the sickest backyard pools in their Utah hometown. Peter, I don't know if you watched the trailer for this, but it reminded me a lot of the Canadian comedy series Letterkenny, where it's just like people sort of standing around and like saying like, um, pretty normal things to each other in a strange way. Um, I, I really don't know what to make of this one. I, I, I feel like this is going to be like one of those, uh, sort of like Letterkenny, like a cult thing where um, like people uh, people who are really into it are very, very into it and like become, you know, rapturous about it and like spread the word to everybody they know and try to get people hooked on it. But um, from this teaser, I am uh, not convinced that I'm going to be one of those people. What do you think about this one? Yeah, it totally seems like it's not my kind of thing, but maybe, maybe Brad will enjoy it. Yeah, it does actually sound like Brad would be it would find a lot to like here. So, you know, um, I am a fan of Mika Monroe and she's in a thing called The Stranger. Tell me about that. Yes, yeah, so this is another movie. Uh, it is she's basically playing a rideshare driver who picks up uh, a character played by Dane DeHaan and he is a murdering psychopath. So it's like one of those stories. Um, you know, you've, you've probably seen this kind of premise before, but it's it's like a, a survival escape kind of thriller where she has to get away from this guy who um, is like stalking her over the course of 12 hours. And it's all it all takes place in L.A. And um, it looks like there's some some decent like uh, Hollywood and, and L.A. kind of location on location filming and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it seems like this one, I think I would definitely tune into. I, it might be like too disturbing for some people to watch because uh, yeah. of how like potentially real it is. Like there's been like real stuff with like Craigslist killers and, uh, you know, Uber drivers going nuts and things like that. But um, for people, this one actually comes from Vina Sood, who uh, is the writer, director and executive producer here. She was responsible for um, that show, The Killing, that a lot of people really liked. So, I really uh, like that show. So I'm, I'm excited for this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about uh, hashtag free Rashawn. Yeah, free Rashawn. 
one is uh, from director Seath Mann. It is from executive producer Antoine Fuqua. I thought that Fuqua was the one who's directing this, but that is not the case. Uh, Stephen James, who was from uh, If Beale Street Could Talk and the Amazon series Homecoming, plays a Iraq War veteran who uh, is basically set up by the New Orleans Police Department on uh, like a drug deal gone wrong kind of thing, and he runs for his life and ends up like holing up in his apartment with his wife and young son and the new Orleans PD and the SWAT team try to break in and they're like shooting into his house and all this stuff. And Lawrence Fishburne plays a, like a negotiator who comes in and tries to lower the tensions and, and uh, figure out what's going on. The, the name of the movie hashtag free Rayshon is because uh, he broadcasts to the world on his phone from his apartment, what's going on. And he sort of like uh, starts a, you know, he becomes the subject of a um, like a, a movement online where people, uh, you know, are are trying to figure out what's going on in this um, in this police case and trying to make sure that uh, unnecessarily unnecessary violence isn't happening, all, all that stuff. So um, it seems like uh, it's tapping into some real world issues, but um, but also has like a, a nice like, uh, I don't know, mix of like John Q and Queen and Slim or something like that. Um, that's maybe how I would describe it. And it definitely has like a slick look. And I, I really, really like Stephen James a lot as an actor. So to see him step into uh, another lead role like this is uh, exciting for me so I'm, I'm definitely gonna be checking this one out yeah and this comes from seath man who has directed episodes of like homeland he's been directing episodes of, of, of like he's a, like a tv vet he's did like dexter house of lies heroes friday night lights so he's done like a bunch of stuff over the years but i don't think he's done a feature film so it'll hmm. be interesting to see uh him in this format uh let's talk about 50 states of fright and this comes from sam Remy. yeah he's one of the executive producers on this, um, Rachel Brosnahan, Travis Fimmel, uh, Migna Wen, Karen Allen, James Ransone, um, Aza Butterfield, uh, a bunch of other people are in this. And it's basically a uh, it seems like sort of an anthology kind of thing where there are um, horror stories that are based on urban legends from Michigan, Kansas, Oregon, Minnesota and Florida. So it's all about, um, yeah, different different horror elements based on uh, local legends and kind of things like that so um it's called 50 states of fright but it seems like it's only actually concentrating on five but maybe that's (laughs) just like the first season or something i'm not really sure if they're going to get around to doing every single state um but uh they'll they'll get to 10 seasons ben and they'll get to all 50 states (laughs) yeah we'll see about that or they'll just do florida five times (laughs) yeah i mean there's definitely enough there so Are, are you excited for this one uh, I'm intrigued. I think like the anthology format um, is very, very hit or miss for me. And uh, if I, I think this is one that I'll probably wait on other people to to chime in and say like, oh man, you got to check out this one. You got to check out this one. And that's maybe the good thing about Quibi is like you can skip episodes and um, and they're still short. You know, it's not like a huge time requirement. There's a bunch of stuff we're skipping over here. There's like reality shows based on WWE wrestlers. There's like a mentalist. There's a bunch of stuff. But the the last one I wanted to talk about was another movie and chapter. And this is called Dummy and has Anna Kendrick. Yes. Uh, Anna Kendrick plays an, an aspiring writer who befriends her boyfriend's sex doll and the two take on the world together. <laughs> so that's the uh, the premise of this one. Um 
<laughs> Trisha Brock is the director. Uh, she's directed, I think, episodes of The Walking Dead, um, Lodge 49, um, let's see, uh, Mozart in the Jungle, Orange is the New Black. So um, definitely like a lot of, uh, of experience there. Um, the premise, I think, is going to be the thing that, that either pulls you in or, or leaves you uh, at arm's length of this one. But I like Anna Kendrick. What do you think, Peter? I, like, I love Anna Kendrick and I like Donald Logue, although... I feel like for a while there, he was, like, cursed. Like, whatever he was in, like, <laughs> would, would suffer some kind of horrible failure. Uh, but he was – what was he – he was in a big hit. Like, what was it? Like, um, Gotham, in, I guess? Yeah, he's in Gotham. Yeah. That ran for a long time. I I think the thing that I – I I grew up loving that uh, – God, what was the name of the show that he was on? Um, the Like, the family show that was on, like, ABC or something back in the day. I cannot remember. But I, I really enjoyed that show at the time. The biggest thing that I'm – I've been a, a Donald Logue fan from is Terriers. Terriers He's one of the yeah. leads in that. And that, that's one of those things I think that you're probably talking about in that period where he was cursed because that show only lasted for one season, but um, it was really, really great. I think Terriers is actually available on the FX on Hulu, um, that whole thing right now. So if you want to catch up on that, I would, I would definitely recommend it. What if Quibi picked up Terriers and split it into five minute segments? I mean, I would a hundred percent watch every <laughs> single thing because I love Terriers so much. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, man, that would <laughs> that would be like I, I would be so conflicted about that. I would hate yeah. the fact that it would split up like that, but I would love the fact that there's more Terriers. So. <laughs> Okay, we, we have gotten through what we wanted to get through. We didn't get through everything, and we did it in under 30 minutes. I feel like we were almost like doing like a Quibi like game show. Although if it was a game show on Quibi, it would it we would have gone five episodes now, which is or crazy. we would have been shot in the face with uh, all of the letters of the words that we were saying or something <laughs> like that. There's that's yeah. a reference to Dishmantled, which is one of the shows where uh, a cooking show where people actually get shot in the face with the ingredients that they have to um, <laughs> use. And the trailer, which just came out today, I embedded in the article, uh, it makes that look so much more gross than I thought it was going to based on that description. So I encourage people to watch that trailer too. Well, I know Chris right now is watching all the Quibi shows and he's going to report back. So we'll have a follow-up podcast in like a week and a half and see what is good, what is bad, what is worth watching. Is Quibi worth getting? Do, by the way, do we know, like, are these shows going to be like a once a week kind of thing? or At the end of every single one of these um Quibi trailers. It says new episodes every day, but I don't think they've actually laid out a full schedule of what that means. If it's just going to be new episodes of content every day or new episodes of each individual show or movie that you're watching, if they're going to release those consecutively every day, that doesn't seem likely to me. It seems like they would want to put a little bit of breathing room in between each episode. But, um, then again, uh, who knows with Quibi? Uh, they could they could do whatever they want, and you know it, it's a Quibi world, and we're about to be living in it, Peter. See, it feels to me like it should be every day. Like you should get next chapter tomorrow, and the next chapter of that the next day. And it would like it's possible because if you were producing a normal sixty minute TV show, right, and you were doing four episodes of that a month, then you would have what like four times sixty. I'm doing that two hundred and forty minutes. So if if you divided that into thirty episodes, that would be eight minutes an episode. So you could do that for the for the price, uh, I guess. If if Hollywood was going to produce a TV show that was eight minutes long every single day, it'd yeah. be the same. I think maybe 
I don't know. Anyways, yeah, well, would people tune in every day though? Is that the gambit that that uh, Quibi <laughs> is making? I don't know. There, there's so many different angles to this. Yeah. Okay. You can read the whole article on slashfilm.com. You can find more both of our work at slashfilm. You can find this podcast, Slashfilm Daily, published every weekday on iTunes, Google, Overcast, Spotify. Actually, I, I should note that lately we've had uh, a drought of news. Like it's it's really been uh, a lot of doom and gloom because of the coronavirus uh so we've been kind of going to like a monday wednesday friday schedule we'll, we'll keep more on that and keep you updated but uh we might not be doing every day as we had been doing prior so just a warning uh please feel free to send us your feedback questions comments concerns to us at peter at com and rate and read this podcast on itunes tell your friends spread the word and we will see you on monday <laughs>